This is Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth. And welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it. Discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's two friends just having a good time. So kick back and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase. I'm Seth. And we have a very, very special guest on the show with us today. We have Danny from uh, Prevent 22. And Danny, why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us a little about yourself? All right. Uh, well, I, I, I live here in Arkansas. Uh, born and raised. I did five years in Marine Corps. Um, and just seeing the impact not only on myself, but other veterans that, uh, have gotten out has yeah. really driven me to, to start this organization. So, okay. Awesome. So what would you, what would you say, you know, your main goal or, you know, if someone were to ask what is prevent 22 about, what would you, what would you say to that? You know, I uh, I just want to get out there to everybody, not just veterans, to everybody. Right. The what what it's like uh, when veterans transition, mm, yeah, back to the civilian life. How we go from having that structure, the camaraderie, brotherhood, sisterhood, to we get out, we move back to where we're from you can't really relate to anybody anymore. And a lot of people, a lot of veterans feel alone and that's, that's when it becomes dangerous. Right. I know. Yeah. So I've been out since December of last year and I would say that the hardest part for me is getting used to how civilians behave. (laughs) Civilians are weird. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're they're weird man the way they do things the way that they operate the way that they think um, yeah i i can agree i uh i i've been out since 2014 yeah, okay and uh yeah i've had diesel mechanic jobs and stuff since and and that wasn't so bad but i've got back issues and recently had to take an office job and the office mm. etiquette is uh Oh man, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, <laughs> Especially with you being like, you know, you're you're pretty old school with 2014, like. So, Seth, what when when did you get out? Uh, I got out like one year before you did. Uh, okay. Yeah, and like I wasn't in as long as you guys as well, probably, because I was only in for about three and a half years. But okay, um, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, like when you get back to the c- civilian world. Is it weird that no one shows up on time? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, all right, yeah. You know, 15 minutes prior, just like thrown out the window. Right. Out. <laughs> um, how would you, how would you say your, your transition has been since like 2014? Do you feel like you've got it figured out or do you feel like you still have a long way to go, Danny? Uh, there, there's, 
I, I got a long way to go still. It's and that, and that's one of the the huge issues, you know. Uh, veterans, you know, have been out since early two thousands are still chasing, right? Some sort of organization that that they felt while they were in. Okay. Right. And and yeah. uh, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, Danny, I, I was gonna ask you. Um, since you you started Prevent Twenty Two, what would you say is the best way to stay proactive on this issue? Just well, uh, you know, just having the drive to to want to see the change. Um, and right now, you know, we got a pretty decent following on Facebook, right? With uh, over ten thousand members. Oh wow! How long ago did you did you start that that page? Uh, July second, so a little over a month. <laughs> They are out the wazoo. <laughs> I would say you're a pretty popular guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And but... I think I think that uh, you know raising awareness for this is is uh, really important because you know there there's kind of like a saying. And I don't, I don't feel like people know it enough, but, uh, the, you know, there's a saying that, and it goes, uh, not all scars are visible. And I feel like that is so, so true. I mean, to its very core, just because like I didn't lose a leg or, you know, get shrapnel in my chest or lose an eye or, you know, broke any bones doesn't mean that I'm not struggling with whatever I got going on. You know, we all have our we all have our demons that we face every day. I mean, everyone from people that haven't gone through anything at all to people who've gone through everything. I feel like we all, you know, have our our demons that we deal with and I think the the most important takeaway from all of this is you know, regardless of what you're going through, you know, it's all about perspective, you know, um, you know, Danny, like you could get up in the middle of the night, right. And you could stub your toe and it could be nothing. Right. You'd be like, ah, whatever. It's just a toe. Like it's not broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm okay. I could get up <laughs> in the middle of the night. I could stub my toe and I could be like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Like, this is it. This is in the world. Everything is out to get me. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's all about perspective. You know, that's, that's what it boils down to. So. And there's a, a great deal of variance in perspective. And, and even with the, uh, you know, you mentioned that not all scars are visible. I feel like even the ones, you know, that do have visible scars, I, I can't say it's because, you know, I, I don't have, I never lost a, an appendage or anything, but. Right. I feel like most of their struggling comes from not necessarily the physical, but the mental of, you know, what happened. And, uh, so, okay. and, and yeah. it's, and it's, a, and it's a struggle that, you know, we're, it's always going to be there, you know, as, as right. people, not, not just veterans, but people that have had any sort of traumatic event in their life. 
that struggle is always going to be there. It's just how how we can make it better for them to cope. Right. Yeah. And I I, I think uh, understanding that you know PTSD is is a serious thing. Um, I feel like that's that's what's going to help. You know, people understand is isn't is a ra- raising awareness and removing people's ignorance to PTSD altogether. So, um, all right, guys, well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be back after this. Hey guys, welcome back to two beers in a pod right now. We're with our uh, special guest, Danny with uh, prevent 22, uh, Danny, um, I know you came up with the name Prevent 22, so can you tell us a little bit about it? I know there's a special meaning behind it. Yeah, Prevent 22, um, on average, 22 veterans a day take their own life. And obviously, the Prevent, we want to bring that 22 down to zero. You know, we want to make sure, we want to see everybody uh, live another day, you know. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, we can like bring uh, prevent twenty two down to prevent zero one of these days. <laughs> zero, zero tolerance. <laughs> zero tolerance. Um. Yeah. No. I, I. I think like, you know, and I. I follow the page obviously on Facebook, and you know, it. I. I, I love it because it's so open, right? I feel like it's a completely open forum. You know, someone can get on there and, and literally I've seen posts where they're saying tonight is a rough night. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking way too much. Someone please help me. And you can watch the timeline of the messages that are coming in. And it's almost instantaneous. You know, people are like, hey, reach out to me. You know, we can talk or hey, brother, like, it's going to be okay, like, put the bottle down, or, hey, you know, some people are like, hey, it's okay to have a drink, just, you know, know your limits, and it's so, you know, it's so raw to see people talking on there, um, and, and, and truly expressing exactly what they're going through in that moment, and not worry about reprimand or judgment of, of any kind. Yeah, and it's been... Uh, it's been impeccable, you know, just one month and, and, you know, you've seen, you mentioned the stories and, and everything that people share from their heart and, and everything like that. Uh, I was going to say, we have a website that's being built mm. and once it's up and running, we're going to add in like a forum, you know, for those people who don't want to share their story with their name attached to it. They can share anonymously and post anonymously and, and still be able to get what they're feeling off their chest and, and lift right. that weight up. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, hey, Danny, uh, just, just so our audience knows, like what, what's the best way to get involved with you guys and to do outreach? Honestly, we're still, working out all the kinks on that um best way to get a hold of me right now is 
via Facebook through the through the page. Um, like I said, we got a a website coming up. It's gonna have you know the option to you know, if you want to volunteer, you can sign up to volunteer. I also have like all my admins and moderators. We're all spread out throughout the the country. And we got a few down in Florida. We got Connecticut, Texas, me wow. and a couple others here in Arkansas. Wow. Uh, and, and we've also got with with the, with the main group on Facebook, we've got subgroups for each region. Mm, wow. And and that will help. That that's to assist with, uh, you know, veterans and people just trying to coordinate meetups you know like um, hey you want to go fishing this weekend or you know just to get people involved yeah that's awesome so you know are you using other uh social media platforms or are you trying to strictly stick to facebook we have a twitter account and instagram account for prevent 22 I'm not so uh, social media savvy, so I've got uh, one of my other admins running those. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like just flooding the market, so to speak, uh, and getting on all different types of platforms, I feel like that's that's really going to help. So that's that's good that you're using, like, other forms, you know. And on the other side of that, too, I know – having like a singular outreach base, like, you know, via Facebook, for example, I feel like that, that can be beneficial too. So you just got to kind of go with what is working and what's not, but I feel like you guys are doing an amazing job already. So. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, do you know someone that deals with PTSD or do you deal with, you know, some kind of PT- PTSD yourself? Uh, I, I am diagnosed with PTSD, but, you mm. know, I feel mine's more uh, tame than others, um, mm. so to speak. Um, that being said, I, I had a friend uh, that I was in with, uh, he was he was still in at the time, but I I was out, and a lot of us other, you know, part of our group were all out, and we'd all moved back to where we're from and stuff. And he uh, he had it, it was hitting hard for him, and he had gotten yeah. drunk and had a gun ready to go, and yeah. thankfully he had some friends over that night, and then they caught him, and and he seek, sought out the help that he needed. Uh, that's awesome went down to uh i don't know if you guys heard of laurel ridge down in san antonio no i have not uh it's not uh like va related but they do have like a veteran military wing that for you know people are going through some stuff that uh you know they do like aa meetings and stuff like that Right, uh, or just like a safe place to get away to if they, you know, if they're dealing with something that's too much. Yeah, so that's, a, that's awesome. You know, I'm very, very thankful 
you know, he, he didn't go through with, with taking his own life that night, but, uh, you know, it's also another really huge driving force behind starting this whole thing. You know? Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, not every story ends, ends that way. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stories end poorly. So, you know, it's, it's good to, uh, to see that, you know, your friend like made it out, so to speak. Cause when you're, I mean, you know, I, and I, I, I feel what you're saying, Danny, because, you know, I've been diagnosed with PTSD myself. And even when they told me that I had it, I was like, what? Like it made sense, you know, like it explained a lot of my behavior and how I was feeling and how I reacted to different situations and different outcomes in life but still even then I was like I don't I don't throw it around you know I don't I don't walk around and be like hey I'm Chase Mahalik and I have PTSD you know what I mean? <laughs> right just like that um, <laughs> yeah um because I I know people who who struggle with PTSD on a way higher scale than I do. I mean, I'm talking about where people have flashbacks in the middle of a store or they hear a car backfire and they're literally like getting on one knee and swiveling around looking for their, for the rifle, you know? Uh, but I, I think, so the two aspects of PTSD are, are this, and I really want to touch on this is you have a you have one side where I feel people deal with like depression and anxiety and just they're down in the dumps they're you know t- to their core you know not wanting to socialize they're not wanting to be around people people freak them out and then on the other side of it is the complete flip side and people deal with their problems through rage and anger and you know I would even say more rage you know when I was when I would get upset about something I would have the craziest thoughts run through my mind and they were (laughs) they were psycho thoughts you know I wanted to hurt people and for the longest time I just thought you know hey that's just how I'm wired you know what I mean that's just how I'm put together and it's not until you get help and you get on some medicine, then you think back. Oh wow, that that was crazy. I was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah, was no perspective insane. there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think that's what you know. All of this is about is to bring perspective to, uh, you know, what we're trying to do as far as raising awareness. Right. So. On on the aspect of getting help, I think uh, through my personal experience and some other experiences I've been told, trying to seek help through the VA is not mm. helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Because you can call, like, say you're having a, an issue and you need to make an appointment with mental health. You know, you call and your appointment you can't get in for six months 
Yeah. So there, there's an issue with, with that. And, you know, I'm not going to say the VA is, you know, the terrible worst thing in the world. Uh, I'm sure the right. VA's helped, helped people, but through my experience and some other people I know, it, it's, it's not been, not been too kind. Right. And, and with that also, you know, like on the, on the group attached to our, our logo at the top, we have the suicide hotline. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and I, I still encourage people to call if they need to, but, um, I've heard some people's experience with that has not been great. Mm. Um, but no, I, I want to make sure that everybody knows that all the admins and moderators, none of us are trained in suicide prevention or crisis yeah. intervention yet. I'm working on that. Um, so I do encourage to call and, and talk to somebody that is. But on a side note, that suicide prevention hotline, that suicide hotline, is not geared towards veterans. It's that is the national really? national suicide hotline for everybody. Oh wow! And I okay. I think we could uh, as, as the organization organization grows. I think we could try to create one that's mm. geared towards veterans, run right. by veterans, right. and can. It can relate. I I think that's awesome, man. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Two Beards in the Pod. I'm Seth here with Chase and Danny. Uh, I know you guys, we were talking a little bit before we took a break about the VA. Uh I don't myself, I don't have too much experience with it because I'd rather not even have health insurance to deal with it if it's anything like the <laughs> Army health, you know, going down to the TMC or anything like that. So what are you guys' experience with it so far? Well, my my experience uh, hasn't been great. And it I, I think it has to do with a lot with how many people my hospital has to see mm, yeah. compared to, because they got people that come in from three hours away just to, just to go to the VA. Oh, wow. And, oh, and why, why can't we set up more hospitals or satellite offices for people to, to go to almost like a in, emergency clinic. Like you see them pop up, you know, all over the place. Uh, yeah, like know, the urgent care. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. the urgent care. Exactly. Like I know you're in uh, Arkansas, but I don't know if you'll have them. But yeah, literally, there's just like literally urgent care ERs, and they're sprung up all over. And I feel like if we can be spending money on urgent care hospitals, either a why can't we put a a veteran wing? You know, even if it's just a trailer, a, you know, one or two trailers on the outside behind or beside the, the ER, why can't we have that? 
You know what I mean? Or why can't we have our own, you know, like you said, a satellite hospital or satellite station put up, you know, so veterans can come in from from all over. Because having to drive three hours is, that is unacceptable in my opinion. Yeah, I know, like, in Phoenix, Arizona, they have the main hospital there, but I know they also have this, like a satellite of hospital okay. in, in Mesa, where that's where my grandparents live. And, and so it, it it might be something that they're working on doing with all of them. I don't know. Right. And I don't want to sit here. Like, I don't want people to think that we're sitting here and that we're bashing the VA or we're bashing, you know, the system. Because we're not, we're we're not, we're definitely not doing that. But what we are doing is we're saying that, you know, because like you said, Seth, like as as Army or Navy or Marines or Coast Guard, we all know that there's an issue with the VA, right? As veterans, active or non-active, we all know that there's a problem with the VA. But when we try to speak up to a true civilian about it, I don't think that they're aware of the problem. I feel, I almost feel like they think we're just complaining. Nah, you know, you know. I always think like the best way to describe like it's almost like going to the DMV. You know, yeah. It, <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> I think yeah, I'd take. I think I'd rather go to the D- DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Trip to the DMV, guys. <laughs> hashtag hashtag retweet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rough, and you know, I for the longest time I wanted to work for the VA as a social worker, but you know, I don't know if I said this before or not, but you know, I I wanted to be a social worker, but I feel like the the issue is not with the social workers. I feel like it is. Like you said, Danny, the ratio of veterans coming in versus people there to help. But the problem is, is you have to have special licensing and special schooling to be able to to help. I almost wish there was uh, maybe a program. A way to streamline. Yeah, almost like a technical school where they focus on patient care. And almost like what a social worker would do, but more on the medical side. Because I feel like social workers, they they get your case and they say, hey, we're going to help you transition out of the military and we're going to help you transition into civilian life, right? And then they're going to say, all right, this is how you do it. This is the the steps that you take. This is the process that that are here. But once that's complete, you are on your own. And that's it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're out there in the world. So with that said, Nanny, have you thought about hosting an annual fundraiser for awareness and treatment for PTSD or just general quality of life for veterans? I have. And, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about different types of, uh, like events and whatnot, fundraisers, 
you know, we could always do like the, the marathon and stuff like that, but I want to try yeah. to branch out and, and maybe do some other stuff, uh, that, that a lot of these other places don't do. Um, what, for example, what would that, what would that be? It's a good question. I, uh, on a, on a big note, uh, other than like the, uh, like an annual thing, you know, I want to be proactive throughout the year. You know, I don't right. want to have that one, you know, like marathon or like a, a big charity ball. Right. That, you know, I want to be like every weekend, like, Hey, we're going to go fishing. We're going to go trail okay. riding. We're going to go, you know, I, I want to give veterans that sense of camaraderie and brotherhood again. Right. Uh, or sisterhood, and I don't want to leave them out. Um, right. Can't leave out the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, so yeah, there, there's, we want to do uh, an annual fundraiser type thing, but, and, uh, and, and that'll get set up once we get more, uh, right. Get, get more stable, more of a, a money flow going through people donating and, and right. we can actually have the funds to be able to set up because these events aren't, uh, you know, they're not cheap. No. Right. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. Cause you know, you gotta, cause in, unless you're getting like a hundred percent volunteer basis, I mean, you have to, depending on the event and the size, like you got to cater for food. Yeah. And get you permits. To, and... Yeah. 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 Exactly. You gotta you have a perm, you, you know, per, per, permission. You gotta have permission to just be there because a certain amount of uh, group and, and you know on on the note of you know, I, I hate talking money about stuff. I wanna iterate that all the funds and proceeds that come in from like right now we're doing wristband sales and t shirts and, and all the money that comes to the organization hundred percent of it's going to it. I, I'm not paying myself anything. Right. Nobody, nobody's getting a cut of anything. You're pretty much like covering the cost of, you know, the materials and then whatever's left over is going to, you know, prevent 22 pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of people will only like this. <laughs> You know, it's it's frustrating because you you know you have these organizations where, you know, they'll they'll be like, oh, you know, we're we're building homes for this or for that, but then the company's scraping ten twenty percent of those proceeds. Well, I mean, you've seen. Uh, I think Wounded Warrior. Uh, I think they just got in trouble for their higher ups. You know, paying themselves. Uh, yeah and i get it you, you know and i get it like if you you know for example like wounded warrior like if you're gonna have if that's gonna be your full-time thing that you do yes pay yourself right pay yourself for the time okay right. but at the same time you know don't lose focus don't lose focus and I think it's easy for us, right? It's easy for us to say that because we're not in their 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 position. Like I recognize that, but at the same time, too, I feel like we have the best 
perspective because we're not in their situation. Right. We're we're on the outside kind of looking in on their situation. Yeah. And so Yeah, and that and that's a big thing for me is is I didn't start this for any sort of uh fortune or fame. I I legitimately want to bring the awareness to the issue and and bring that 22 to 0. Right. People know my name, I don't care. Uh but you know, I, it it's a it's a huge issue that gets swept under the rug a lot. And, yeah, right. It's a, it's and a difficult having, one to talk about. And and civilians, you know, friends and family, you know, you love them to death, but they don't understand the issues. Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, with that said, I, I feel like people, there are people out there that, that want to know Right. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what we're thinking. They want to know what is going through our minds at certain moments. Uh, But I feel like the worst question you can ask even an active duty soldier is, you know, have you seen any action? You know, what have you been through? Because that that's a loaded question, you know. And no one really wants to talk about that stuff. Honestly, it's like when the when you've been been through stuff like that, it's like I don't know. It's it's just inappropriate. Right. It's a loaded question and the one that frankly sparks up a lot of the issues that that we go through. Right. You know, you, you want to see a, a switch flipped. You know, you have a normal conversation, and then a guy gets. You know, angry. Right. Get stuck, stuck in that, that loop. Right. Yeah, because I know, I know for myself, and the, and I'm just speaking like from personal experience. You know, I was trying to explain to somebody one time. It's like, you know, everybody has a fight or flight switch. You know, I mean, it is scientifically proven, right? That in a moment of danger in your mind there are milliseconds or seconds or however long it takes you to where your mind goes do we run or do we fight and it's firing at magnificent speeds right trying to calculate the risk versus the danger right and for me my fighter flight switch is broken it's on all the time I am keyed up all the time, ready to fight. I do not run away from danger. I do not run away from danger. And so imagine imagine your switch being broken and stuck at on, right? And then you're asking me, hey, have you seen any action? Immediately my mind is thinking, you know, thinking back to what to what I've seen and what I've done and what I've gone through. And then that, in turn, you know, makes me think about uh, what I would do in a situation right now. What would happen if if a shooter came out of nowhere and started firing shots? How would I handle that situ- situation? Would I fight first? Would I, you know, 
do triage, mass casualty triage? How would I handle the shooter? I mean, those are all like things that go through your mind almost instantly. And so I appreciate people wanting to know what I've done and truly appreciating and being thankful for what I've done. But at the same time, too, please do not ask us if we've seen any action or, oh, if, if I have fired my weapon. Please, <laughs> please don't ask me if I've had to shoot someone. I, it, you know, if, if so, if the veteran in question wants to offer that information, yes, yes, through conversation, allow that, but don't don't pressure anybody into trying to answer that question. That's right, yeah. and I feel I feel like that, and I know we're like beating up this subject on like you know talking to people about it, but it's because. I truly feel like there's an ignorance on that question. Have you seen any action? You know, people want to understand. They do. You know, people are curious. People want to know what they're dealing with in situations for themselves. You know, but like you said, if we want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. And what we need is be ready. I, I'm not asking people to be keyed up all the time just waiting for the shoe to drop. You know, oh man, is he going to just go on a tangent? Like right here, right now in the middle of church? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, you know, or in the middle of this wedding? Like, is he about to like go off and, and see, you know, start talking? And, you know, I'm not going to say that, that that won't happen. But be be ready, be prepared to handle that situation. Um, and I feel like that's where training comes in. Oh yeah, you know, uh, it's like I I know a lot of people who get real good at just evading the question entirely. Yes, like yeah. I think that's a bit that's that's the best way to go about it. Sometimes is just like make a quick joke and then just kind of move on. And hope they don't bring it up again or something or just. Be like, hey, not not today, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I feel like the veterans need training too, because you know, like the civilians need training on what questions to ask to get to the information that you want, and then veterans need training on how to react to that question. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like both sides of it need more awareness. So, so Danny, what would you say is like foolproof, 100% the best way right now to go ahead and get a hold of you if, if anybody needs anything or wants to, you know, help out with the Prevent 22 program? Right now is via Facebook. Uh, shoot me a personal okay. message or, uh, and from there we can we can work out details on you know how we can get get you involved, uh, what kind of activities we can get going. Uh, by the end of the month, the web end of the month, probably early September, the the website should be up and running. I'll have links for 
for my contact uh, email and uh, have a phone number up there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Danny, we're, we're real excited for uh, your website to start up. It sounds like you guys are growing real big, real fast. And uh, that, that's, that's a great thing. That's, that's just awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, we just want to thank you, Danny, for coming on. Uh, it's been a real pleasure on our end, you know, getting the awareness out, getting uh, awareness for your, your group and your Facebook page and what what you're doing for everybody. So we really appreciate you and, and what your group is doing. So thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been good. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next week. Until then, stay frosty. <laughs>